0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, you've probably heard of the group Creep Catchers. They started making headlines a few months ago. And if you haven't heard of them, what they do is they pose on social media as somebody who is a fictitious person. Well, they pose as somebody who's over the age of generally over the age of 16 or 18, but then they tell the person who might make contact with them, they're actually under that age. They're actually 14 or even younger than that. They set up a meeting in public. They record the meeting. In some cases, they broadcast it live on places like Facebook while it's happening. And their whole reason for being, they say, is to, as the name in, implies, catch creeps. They are catching people, they say, who are preying on children. They also claim to be doing the work, they say, that police and other law enforcement officials are not doing. Well, there was a ruling this past week. It actually came out on July 24th from the Acting Information and Privacy Commissioner in B.C. uh, saying that the organization ordering the organization to stop collecting, using and disclosing the complainant's personal information. This after two complainants reached out to to the privacy commission. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about this, what the ruling means, what the group does, the concerns with what the group does. And joining me to talk about this is Craig Jones. He's a law professor with Thompson Rivers University, and he's been following along the case very closely. Craig, thank you so much for taking some time with us this morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Uh, first, uh, talk a little bit, if you can, about the Privacy Commissioner and the order that was made to creep catchers to take down, to remove some of the online material, to destroy some of the online material. How significant is that?
1: Sure, and I should say just at just the outset that I was counsel for one of the complainants, so just offer that as a, as a disclaimer. But going to the significance of the decision, I think it's, uh, I mean it's been described as a watershed, it's the first decision of its kind anywhere in the world um, and it essentially declares the entire um, uh, modus operandi of most creep catchers groups as illegal. Um, and that's based on the fact that in the province you cannot gather people's personal information collect it without their consent and their consent is set aside if you use deception to do that. So when they place their first ad on Craigslist or wherever else, and they get a number of responses, um, initially as an 18-year-old or a 20 or a 25-year-old. Um, uh, from that moment, they're committing an offense in, um, uh, in the province of British Columbia, whether or not these people ever turn out to be someone willing to converse with a person younger than 16 or 18. And then that offense continues through the process of, uh, you know, the chatting and then the, the eventual dropping of the age bomb, as they call it, and then the videotape confrontations. All of that, according to the privacy commissioner, um, is illegal.
0: They have said they don't care about the ruling. They are going to continue doing what they do and posting the videos and and, and doing this. So what is your response to that?
1: Well, yeah, they've said it in, in very colorful language. And they've gone further than that. They've said that, in fact, they're going to continue to repost the complainant's videos every day to punish them for complaining, and that anyone else who complains to the privacy commissioner will be similarly punished so I, I i mean i I've never seen anything quite like it we We sort of expected the creep catchers to ignore the decision or to to certainly not obey the order um but we didn't expect to see the sort of um, widespread open contempt um and and uh I mean they're actually suggesting that the privacy commissioner is himself a pedophile because uh, because of the decision, this is about as sophisticated as the thinking of these people gets. so um, uh, you know what do I make of it well they're, they're they're making their own bed, you know they'll see what happens next, and I don't think they'll like it.
0: Uh, so, what course of action, uh, as you mentioned, your counsel for one of one of the complainants in that has gone that went to the Privacy Commissioner? What course of action does your client have, uh, other than going to the Privacy Commissioner to to clear his name?
1: Right. Well, we we have um, uh, a number of options under the Personal Information Protection Act. Uh, once the uh, thirty days expires, we can bring an automatic lawsuit under the Act to collect damages, but that's not really the heavy consequence for the creek catchers. I mean, I expect that if they get a fine or a civil judgment against them, they'll probably ignore that too. And, you know, it's no consolation to my client that um, the the Surrey Creek catcher members are going to uh, live the rest of their lives in, in poverty. He wants his personal information destroyed, as the order said that it should be. Um so so the next step really is um in the in the court of the attorney general, the attorney general can apply to the BC Supreme Court to enjoin ongoing breaches of the public law, either under the public nuisance power or under the um uh what's called the parents patriae doctrine. And uh that could happen in a matter of days and the order would issue from the Supreme Court uh and if it's then uh, also disregarded, then um, that can be a matter of criminal contempt. So in being so belligerent um, about the uh, privacy commissioner's order, they've essentially moved this from a situation where they're facing fines months down the road to, to a situation where they could be facing incarceration in very short order.
0: Just a few days before the Privacy Commissioner's ruling came out, we saw a case where charges had actually been laid. Following a creep catcher's sting, the charges though were stayed and one of the reasons given by Crown for the staying of those charges was the accessibility or the, the admissibility of the evidence in that looking at the way it was gathered, uh, they're still calling that a victory saying that they still put this person's name out there, uh, even though the charges has had been stayed. Uh, what does that do for for the person charged originally charged and for the credibility of the group there?
1: Well, I can't think it helps the credibility of the group. I mean, they have, they will, when it suits them, champion the fact that their activities lead to charges. But what it look, the, the way it looks like it's going is that every charge based on a creep catcher sting, um, especially now, every aspect of those stings has been declared to be illegal, um, is is not going to be pursued. They're essentially giving a get out of jail free ticket to. Um, the people who are actually charged, who, in the opinion of the Crown, are involved in child uh, um, luring. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's uh, hardly a, a feather in their cap. And, you know, it's only one of the latest legal setbacks. And just in Saskatoon, I think it was, um, the uh, creep catchers group there actually uh, targeted and attempted to... Um, pursue and chase uh, a person that turned out to be the wrong person. Uh, it wasn't the person they'd been chatting with. It was someone innocently sitting in a car and they chased him in his car and there was an accident and, and all sorts of things. Um, and they've been, uh, they're facing several charges now out there. Uh, you probably know the president and one other member of the Surrey Creek Catchers is still facing charges of assault and uttering threats. So, uh, you know, I think uh, the um, the the legal system, although slow to respond, is slowly putting the bricks in place around them.
0: Uh, one of the the most high profile cases involving the Surrey Creek catchers has to do with an RCMP officer uh, who is still facing one charge. Uh, do you think that charge will be stayed?
1: You know, I really uh, I, I have no insight into the mind of 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 the crown on that. I, I think all of the charges are. Um, after this week, in particular, um, uh, more um, uh, more difficult for the for the crown. Let's put it that way. I think uh, you know there's I think four perhaps outstanding charges in British Columbia uh, based on the creep catchers um, activities. Perhaps there's only three now that the um, the school principal has been disposed of. Um, and so we'll watch those closely and sort of see if, if anyone can make use of the sort of garbage evidence that they produce. Uh,
0: which which kind of goes against, although they wouldn't agree with that, uh, Ryan LaForge has come out saying he doesn't care if they go to court, really. He doesn't care what happens. All he cares about is is exposing the people that they set up in these stings and, and exposing them. But like you said, we have seen, I think, in addition to the two complainants to the Privacy Commissioner, uh, we've seen other who have come forward saying, to, to clear their names and to say I didn't I didn't do anything wrong and here I am my name's being pulled through the mud.
1: Yeah, and that's the problem with this sort of entertainment-based law enforcement when it's conducted by people with, you know, absolutely no training and very poor judgment. You don't really have any need to discern who's guilty and who isn't. All you're looking for is people that you can plausibly or maybe even not plausibly paint as pedophiles, and then uh, you, know, you sell your hoodies and you, and you get your Facebook hits. That's really the, uh, the bottom line here. Uh, Mr. LaForge says he doesn't care about um, uh, going to jail, but you, know, you, can, you don't have to spend long on his website before you realize what he cares about more than anything else is selling you a hoodie.
0: Um, in the case of, of the, the elementary school principal where the, the charge was stayed, um, Marian Bullion, who was involved in the sting, she was formerly with, uh, affiliated with Creep Catchers. So she's left the group because of a dispute. Um, I talked to her that day that the charge was stayed, and she said if there was anything law enforcement told her to do, she now runs another uh, similar group. She's not with Creep Catchers, but a group that does uh, very similar work. Uh, she said if, if law enforcement came to them and said, do this, or we you can help us by doing this, if there's, there was something that she could do to help law enforcement, to enhance it, rather than get in the way, she would. Uh, is there a, a role for groups like this in any way?
1: There are very limited ways in which citizen groups can sort of um, uh, help the police. The, the, the real difficulty is what these groups do by themselves, if it were done by police, would be unlawful entrapment and so they can't do any of this under the direction or oversight of the police because then they become police agents and nothing useful would ever come out of it. The police aren't going to participate in something on the other side of it uh, where the end result isn't the criminal process but rather, you know, the name and shame campaign on on Facebook. So really it's... um, it's very difficult i mean there's tons of things people and groups can do if they're if they're concerned with the protection of children and child uh, predation you know that get out in the communities Uh, but they're hard they're hard they take um they take dedication and they take education and um you know they don't make splashy youtube videos they don't make good entertainment so so these groups tend not to choose them. You know, they want the spectacular catches. They want the live Facebook blasts. Uh, they don't want to go into schools and talk to children about how to avoid um, uh, uh, inappropriate online communications or, or uh, that sort of thing.
0: And Craig, just before I let you go, uh, with your client, what happens next? And now that we've had this ruling, we've had the creep catchers defy this ruling and, and show no signs of obeying it. What does your client do now?
1: Well, my understanding is that the Attorney General is considering the uh, options available to him. And um, uh, as I say, one of those options will lead very quickly to um, a court order uh, enforceable against, you know, everyone who disobeys it. um, And uh, possibly after that, to charges for criminal contempt. So this is really out of my client's hands and firmly in the Attorney General's court. And we're looking forward to seeing what he decides.
0: And has your client's life, has it um, not that return to normal is the great, the best phrase, but uh, has he been able to move on from this?
1: No, absolutely not. I mean, they simply won't let him. You know, it's been a year, a uh, little over a year since his um, uh, information was first uh, uh, stolen, if I can put it that way, and posted on the Internet. Um, and every time he either petitions the group to take it down or does anything, when he filed his privacy complaint, they re-blasted his video. When he won his privacy complaint, they re-blasted it again, and they said, we're going to keep doing that every day to punish you for, for doing it. So no, there's been absolutely no release, relief for him. He's received death threats. He's been forced out of his apartment. He's had difficulty finding um uh, employment, you know, he's he's very very concerned with uh, about this, and 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 it's an everyday concern. It's 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 completely changed his life for the worse.
0: And he didn't do. He maintains he didn't do anything wrong.
1: No, 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 nothing wrong, nothing wrong. But as I say, they just don't care about that. You know, the guilt or innocence is not their forte. Their forte is entertainment.
0: Well, we will see what happens, uh, as you said, uh, when it goes uh, down the next avenue. Craig Jones, thank you so much for joining us, uh, for talking about this today. I really appreciate your time.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for the call.
0: All right. That is uh, Craig Jones. He's a law professor uh, with Thompson Rivers University, also counsel for one of the uh, complainants uh, that led to that Privacy Commissioner ruling. We're going to take a short break. We'll talk a bit more uh, about this. I want to play for you a bit of the response uh, from Ryan LaForge with Surrey Creepcatchers when we come back. uh, Stick with us. Uh, Much more coming up right here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Just before the break, we were speaking with uh, Craig Jones. He is the counsel for one of the complainants that led to the Ruling from the Information and Privacy Commissioner for BC. That was the ruling that told the Sorry Creep Catchers to take down the videos and the information on the two complainants who went to the commission. Their response, as we talked about in that interview, was to go full beat ahead in the opposite direction. Now, Emily Lazaton in the newsroom actually caught up with Ryan LaForge, who is the president of the Surrey Creepcatchers, after that uh, privacy commissioner ruling came down. Uh, here is some of his response.
2: The whole purpose of what we do is to protect children from these guys. And then the first sight of some, some authority figures trying to tell me that, well... Children's lives don't matter anymore. The these goofs that these pedophiles, these perverts that see fit to to meet children and 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 uh, and whatever get to uh, have everything taken away. That defeats the whole purpose of what we're doing.
0: Now, when I got off the phone with the OIPC, uh, they said that if you don't, you know, it could result in them, you know, going to the authorities and the
2: authorities. Would I ask hope they you. do. I hope they do. Then we'll get some real real authority and uh and and we'll put it in front of a real judge and see what they have to say We'll we'll we, i mean we need we need this we need this to be in the public eye we need uh everyone to uh see what um what uh bodies are in place that are protecting um protecting um predators i mean like wh- how is it that you can send uh, a, a a picture of your penis to a child and then say, oh, well, you know, I didn't know, I didn't get permission for you to put my video up when I came to meet a 12-year-old. Like, give me a break.
0: That was Ryan LaForge of the Surrey Creepcatchers speaking with Emily Lazaton in the CKNW newsroom. We are going to take a short break. When we come back, we are going to shift gears and talk to the author of a book. It is called Loot for the Taking. It is inspired by real events, some that you might recognize, some you might not know anything about. He will join us to bring us up to speed. Stick with us. Your news headlines to 9.30 are coming up next. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.